Welcome, everybody, to episode 152 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. You got uh, Spence and Buzz coming to you live from the SPCA in Cincinnati. We have a little bit of a kind of a fundraiser watch get together going with some of the bros from uh, Red Bar Cincy, and we figured we would chat with everybody about the watch that got them into watch collecting. Not necessarily their first watch, but the watch where they realized, oh, oh, I'm in this. I think it's going to be a good time. What do you think, Buzz? Oh, I can't wait. It's great to see everyone in person. We, we've got some surprise guests, really, or at least one that was a surprise to me. Didn't know he was in town. So, looking forward to it. See, that's what you miss when you're not on the group chat. But I support, I support the endeavor for, for six and a half weeks. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It, it, it may be a little bit of suffering, but joke's on you. We're into that. Yes, we are. All right. Well, we will, uh, we will connect here shortly with everybody and just start doing some drink checks, some wrist checks. But uh, this should be a fun episode. Let's see, uh, let's see where it takes us. Just a friendly little reminder to all of you Whiskey and Watches listeners out there that tonight's, today's, whatever time of day you're listening to it, the episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That's right. Manscaped. Whether, whether you're talking about the, the lawnmower, the weed whacker, Boxer Briefs 2.0. Boxer those, Briefs 2.0. Those are all, these are all fantastic products. Uh, summer is just about over uh, by, by the calendar, but sometimes it, it stays sweaty season for a lot longer than, than the calendar would have you believe. And a lot of us work inside, which means that as we transition out of sweaty season, you probably aren't going to turn on the air conditioner as much, and you're not going to turn on the heat, but you're going to probably be wearing pants, and they aren't going to breathe as well, and any of those things, which means crop preserver, crop revitalizer, those mesh panels and boxer brief 2.0, just all of those things still come in handy. Because let's be real, a lot of us work inside. Not all of us do, but a lot of us do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't, if you don't work inside, chafing is the enemy. So, also, those things can help. We want to make sure that we don't have anybody chafing out there. So, that's right, that's right. But I mean, let's let's get back to the lawnmower. I um, recently actually had to recharge it. I'm I'm not like uh, Spangler. I, I you know, it's not in every other <laughs> use sort of thing. I was just really wowed at that that nice inductive charging uh, cradle. Yeah. Good. I mean, mine just lives there. So I, you know, it's one of those where I don't ever have to really think about recharging it because it, it sits there nicely, just right next to the other razor from a face. It is like a little piece of art, isn't it? My wife doesn't call it that, but yes. Well, hey. <laughs> we're, we're, we're arguing over what can and cannot be considered art on the bathroom counter that only two of us see. Um, but anyway. So, yes, and if you are at all interested in sampling or acquiring any of the products from our friends at Manscaped, you can tell them that we sent you by entering in promo code BUZZCUT for 20% off and free shipping. Let them know that we sent you. We, would re- we really appreciate it, and uh, we're, we're happy to, to continue to be sponsored by the fine folks at Manscaped. Like, like Buzzy has said before, you know, we've, we've been able to use the products. We stand by them. Um, we're happy to be supported by them, and we're happy that, uh, that you guys support the podcast that way. So one more time, promo code BUZZCUT. 20% off and free shipping. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy tonight's episode. 
All right, we're sitting down with our first guest, our buddy Mike, who actually works here at the SPCA and was kind enough to host us and coordinate this. So, Mike, thank you so much for having us. This is turning out to be, it's, a, it's an intimate event, but it's been a really, really good event. So I'm glad we were able to kind of help contribute to the gala efforts uh, later with, with some donations and, and, you know, kind of, this is our first charitable endeavor. It, it really only took is. us 152 episodes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that should just tell all the listeners where we think about you know ourselves versus others. You're all about the money, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Those, those single digit dollars. That that's we, right. That's that's why you go into podcasting about niche hobbies. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, Mike, we usually start with a drink check and a wrist check. So, why don't you talk about the watch that you're wearing? Which I know we'll get into a little bit more. In we a will, bit, yeah. And uh, and what's in the glass? So, in the glass. Uh, I've got some red brass 12 uh, fine Irish whiskey that uh, everybody I think is in there enjoying tonight and uh, on the wrist I have a fun little piece you know it's the the watch that really kind of got me into watches but I really have only owned it for about seven years because it was it's an heirloom piece and it's a 1965 Omega Seamaster it was actually my great-grandfather's gold retirement watch when they did those back in the day, <laughs> that is, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. That is, a, yeah. it's a stunning, it's a stunning little piece yeah, that you've beautiful. got right there. It's absolutely gorgeous, and I know you've, you've you've gotten it a little not restored, but like you've gotten the right parts put back on. Right. It. We'll talk a little, about that a little bit more. Buzzy man, what have you got? I, I too have the red breast twelve. <laughs> I would also say that it's a, a fine Irish whiskey. It, it takes me back to my time on the Emerald Isle. I, I miss it considerably. But, uh, yeah, dynamite. And, of course, a little bit of water because, you know, you've got to splash a little bit in to open up the whiskey. So, uh, and then on the rest, okay, so everyone else, I, okay, I knew that this was both a charitable endeavor and a Red Bar meetup. Um, for some reason, I, am, I was stupid and, like, didn't bring my whole watch box Right? I just, I have no clue why I blanked on this. So I walk in, everyone else has a whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, I like a dum dum. Just a number one silly guy. Uh, I only have my Tudor Oyster Prince. Although, I I have to say, okay, does this not go well color wise and and look wise, right? I, I think it looks good. Oh, it looks fantastic. strap and, yeah. and, and uh, pattern shirts that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. But, damn. Yeah, I mean, uh, C plus. <laughs> C, maybe C minus. Depends if we're grading on the curve. Bad, bad job, Buzz. Bad job. <laughs> These get degrees. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in the glass for me, it's really a bottle. Uh, it, we are not recording on Sunday, so I have with me a Stella Artois that was provided by our kind host. Um, and then on my wrist, this is, I want to say this is the second watch that I bought um, after I bought one for my wife and myself, the, the original, the Tudor Black Bay Steel. Uh, the other two watches were I really started to pick up on the hobby I don't currently own anymore, the, the Tudor Fast Rider Black Shield and the, um, the Rideau Diastar. But the, the second watch that I picked up as I was kind of exploring this hobby, because it dropped on my birthday and was referencing a Swatch reference from 1986, the year I was born, uh, was the Swatch LE for Hodinkee that came out in 2017. And it's a System 51 with a really awesome gold dial and just, you know, the, the block markers and dots and triangle. And it, it's a neat piece, if anything, just because it's a plastic swatch with an automatic movement in it. I, I, I don't wear it a ton. But 
you know, after wearing it tonight, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing that I always kind of do. And I'll probably wear it a lot more now that it's back in memory. And it, it's super light. It wears really well. I like it. And that was kind of when I knew it was like, oh, you can buy more of these. You can buy fun ones. You can buy other stuff. So <laughs> to me, it was in a weird way. It, it sparked it's, it, it. It sparked it. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it was just, it was that impulse buy. It was like, oh, this dropped. It's cool. I want one. And I bought it. And it was my birthday present to myself um, in 2017. Yeah, you, know, you, you learn how to get get the dopamine hit and, oh, yeah. and just keep going. Exactly. Plus, plus it'll look really good with your uh, hoodinky hat. I do not have one of those on order. <laughs> and, and it's a swatch you didn't have to wait overnight in line to get. This is true. I still haven't, like, yeah, this is very true. I didn't have to, like, fly to another city. I, did, um, did they sell it on their website? They sold it on their website. You know, the best thing is, is I ordered it and I had it three days later. Maybe even two. Wow. Yeah, novel idea, Swatch. Right. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, real, real talk. One of the guys here has a, a Mood Swatch Jupiter, and by Jove, really good in person. I it, highly recommend. Yeah, highly recommend. All right, so Mike, tell us a little bit about this Omega Seamaster that's on the table. So I got into watches probably 25 years ago. I'm in high school. You get your fossils, you get your citizens, you know, the stuff I could afford. But I got into it because I'd always watch my dad wear this watch, and it was his grandfather's gold retirement watch from 1965. He worked at the Brown Shoe Company. I mean, not a big, fancy company. Shoe company based in Missouri. And when he retired after 40-plus years of service, they gave him a gold watch. It's what you did back then. And uh, he didn't have any son so he gave it to my dad who was his grandson and i watched him wear it from an early age and you know probably starting around 20 asked for it every year and finally, <laughs> finally around 35 i think he caved he went and got a new aquaterra and the uh the 65 seamaster became mine and took it into work here in phillips they put a, you know, found a nice original Omega crystal to put on it. It's acrylic. Uh, it's got that great vintage look. It's, you know, gold plated. It's, it's a fantastic piece that, you know, it's, it's going to go down to one of my boys when uh, maybe when they're 35. <laughs> my, my eight-year-old is super into watches. He's got a couple of flick flacks. He's stolen a couple of my, my G-Shocks. Um, so I imagine, you know, by 15, he's going to start asking. So for, I'll make him ask for 20 years before yeah. I... That's only, it's only fair. It is fair. Oh, yeah. It is fair. Yeah. You know, I went through the ringer. He's going to have to as well. Oh, exactly. so. it, it demonstrates the power of persistence. That's right. <laughs> That's if, you, right. if you nag the hell out of someone for decades upon end, something good might happen. That's how I got my wife. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you finally just cave and say, fine. Yeah. So, no, it, it, it's an awesome piece. I'm, I'm going to have it for a long time. And, um, and it, it's amazing. You know, you, it's, it's, almost, it's over 50 years old. You pick it up, and you don't have to shake it. There's nothing. It just yeah. starts moving. Yeah. And it's amazing. Other than changing the date. Oh, yeah, no quick set. All the way through. So the date is always wrong. So it might as well be a no date. But, um, but yeah, keeps great time. And... Uh, Keep regular service, and it's, it's amazing. It's timeless too. I mean, I, I think really that's is. what's so perfect about those those vintage Seamasters is they're they're. You think of what a watch should look like, and it's one of like there are other things that pop into your head, but that's one of the things that comes. It's like oh, that's what that should look like. That's what a watch looks like. It's a watch. It's a yeah. watch, and it's been a watch for a very long time. Right. And you know, it's not that style really matters. Like that, that's a watch that you'll be able to wear forever one and obviously it has the the, the the sentimental value too but like 
it's just your classic what 34 millimeter gold watch yeah it's perfect it's 34 35 and it's you know, perfect it's got a seven and a half inch wrist and it yeah. still looks great on me perfect. exactly I mean, it's, it's all dial and it doesn't come off too yeah. small i've got i've got bigger watches that look smaller than this if that yeah. makes sense so yeah love it it's uh, it's what really got me into it even though it wasn't mine until a few years ago that's but, crazy uh, just it, it was the chase and you know no no fossil or citizen or oris could could get me there but once i got this you know it, it kind of wasn't a grail watch but you know i felt kind of whole kind of complete yeah oh, once big, i got it yeah how could you not i mean it, it it's a different sort of grail right way, yeah. right not not marked because of rarity or the amount of money that it took but because of what it meant mm-hmm. right yeah it's it's amazing so with with the family forever, that's for oh. sure, and I think it'll keep time forever too. Probably, it is, you know, fifty. I mean, I've got watches that are that are newer that keep worse time than yeah. <laughs> than this fifty five year old watch. So it's kind of funny awesome. because we were talking about that like earlier today with Rick on one of the one of the vintage Seikos he has, and it's, you're just kind of like, why why don't these watch companies make those watches anymore? Like th- like this watch, I think if they made something akin to this that's that thin, it would I, people. It would have a huge market, oh, I feel yeah. like. Just, it'd be super thin, it'd be automatic. Like, like you said, you pick it up and it just starts running and it keeps great time. Like, why can't they make that again? Like, why can't Seiko dust off that old hand wind movement in Rick's vintage silk? I don't know what he's got in there. But, like, why can't they just make stuff like that? And I think they're like, people would argue, well, the new watches are better and they're more robust. It's like, they're bigger. Let's not, let's not, let's not equate bigger and more robust. I mean, and nine out of 10 times they are, but like, I don't think people. Like we're we're beating these things up and they became throwaway. I think they, they were meant to be serviced. They were meant to be repaired, and you know you, you fixed them and they kept they kept going. Like right. this, like you said, this watch is sixty years old. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be sixty years old here. Yeah, in, in two years. So it's still running, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe for their seventieth anniversary, they'll they'll go back to vintage. Maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be the big surprise. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's a killer piece. That is an absolutely killer piece. And it, it, I mean, it, it's it's those types of stories that like you kind of look at what's in the collection permanently and what you know what maybe move on. That, that I love stories like that. That it's it's something that you saw as a kid and made an impression on you, and like that shaped a weird niche hobby that we all right. share. But it's it's it boils down to that piece right there, and there's something powerful about that. And I think when you take them into places too to get them worked on, those are the pieces that you know. When I took it into Richter and Phillips. Uh, you know, I think it was Matt that was working on it. Yeah. It, was, it was these are my favorite heirloom pieces to work on. You know, I, I get I can do the the regular watch servicing all day long, but yeah. when I get something in that was somebody's grandpa, just somebody's great grandfather's, you know, they they love they get a kick out of seeing these old movements yeah. and and really being able to touch some history. Yeah. Now, is is there an engraving on the case back? There is. So of course, you know, it, oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's always from, read the case. Back. Always read the it's, case back. It's from the company. Uh, so to uh, Harold Goodman. For 39 years of outstanding service at the Brown Shoe Company. That's awesome. And I mean, like I said, he was, he wasn't an executive. I think he worked in the commissary. It was just something they did back then. Yeah. You know, back then when you when you put your time in, even if it was just a, a small watch, they they gave you a reward. Not not uh, necessarily a scene these days. No. With many companies, no. if you can make it 39 years at any uh, company, that's no. amazing. Yeah. They give you a swift kick in the butt. Right. <laughs> Definitely not an Omega. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's really cool that it's got that on the back, and, and like I said, it's it's going to be in the family forever. Priceless. 
appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for hosting. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah, this is this is a blast, and let's let's see who else who else we got. We'll yeah. uh, we'll check in with somebody else here in a second. We are joined by none other than Pandolfo of the Opera. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Guys, thanks for that intro. I, I couldn't have done it better myself. It was a, a little hard bringing the pipe organ here. <laughs> but, it took a lot of forethought. Yeah. We'll try. <laughs> Anyone that listens to this show understands the forethought is not what we do here. Well, you know, you have a couple brews, you have a couple, a couple of bourbons, and let's see what happens. Yeah. That's right. Right. Exactly. Well, it's good to have you back. It's good to see you in person again. I think the last time we recorded with you in person was at Pogue Distillery down in uh, down in Kentucky. Yeah, that was two about two years ago. It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, which was an absolute blast. And then, of course, you were on about a year ago for the F one uh, F one podcast. That's right. Yeah, which yeah. was before we figured out that you could drive on the Miami circuit before it was completely closed. Oh, up. hey. <laughs> Anybody who wonders about that, you know, there may or may not have been some minor trespassing uh, for the sake of Formula One fan. Yes, and the best part about that was, like, it was surprisingly close to the start of practice, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah I was about a week away. <laughs> it I, was I surprising, was, yes. I was doing a show up in uh, Broward County with uh, Florida Grand Opera there, and on the way home, uh, we passed the Hard Rock Stadium, and I thought to myself, well, surely there's got to be some construction. I could at least go see... What it was. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to go to the race at the time. And, you know, being in theater, we're getting out of the theater at 11, 11.30. Yeah. And there was nobody there. And I was looking around and I said, oh, well, this looks like I can maybe get behind the track this way. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, let's, just in case, you know, the FIA comes after me, I'll leave it there whether or not I actually did. But I mean, anyway. I recognize some of the TV shots from the video you might have seen. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fantastic. I was like, oh... Oh, he, like, I remember this. The funny part was the part that I found on my little excursion yeah. uh, when I ended up winning tickets from Williams Racing. Um, the tickets they gave me were right at the, tor- the turn where I ended up going. So I was like, I, I know this spot. I know where you need to break. The I know where she came. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great time. Oh, that was awesome. And that was, the, that was a fun episode last year. And, of course, we just recorded one with... Uh, you know, somebody you have a connection to with James Stacy. Um, yeah, yeah, and that, and it was a fun time. So, uh, we we've already done our wrist check and drink check. So, what do you have in the glass, and then what watch did you bring to talk about? Yeah, for sure. So uh, today, uh, I opened up one of the bottles I brought for our little endeavor tonight. This is a, a new Rift single barrel uh, from the Party Source. So, a single barrel store pick for Party Source. I, I haven't been here in uh, Northern Kentucky and Ohio for for couple years now and I definitely miss Party Source. They do some good picks and, and New Rift being kind of the local whiskey. It's some good stuff. I mean, it's in the par- in the parking lot of the Party yes. Source. Too, it so quite literally They is, literally yeah. don't have to go far to pick those. Yeah, you can run across the street <laughs> yeah. when you get out of inventory. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then watch-wise, I'm actually um, this is the first watch, first good proper watch I ever bought for myself, um, which I actually sold two years ago. Uh, and recently uh, reacquired a, another version of uh, here on the forums, and that's the, uh, the one and only Seiko SKX 007. Somebody had to bring it. Somebody, Somebody had, had to. Big time. It's got to be me. It's yeah. such a good watch. I, 
I, I just have to ask because Spangler is in here. By forums, do you mean eBay? Uh, <laughs> no, that'd be uh, actually Reddit, my first Reddit purchase. Oh. Usually I'm a Watch You Seek guy. But yeah. I had been, I mean, anybody who's ever owned an SKX, you know, you usually get one as an introductory, right? Yes. They, they didn't used to be expensive, they didn't used to be hard to find. Uh, and it's a great everyday watch. And then we all sort of grow as collectors. We get into other things, whether they're more expensive, more niche, more on brand. But for me, there was something that I just kind of missed that classic Seiko design. You know, no fuss, no frills. Uh, and I had to sell mine when I was liquidating up some other funds for actually for some scuba diving adventures. Um, <laughs> and I just, I really missed it. I found myself looking for them on the forums and I was like, I just got to get one. So I, I got this one at a great price and it's in good condition and I'm, it's back back on my wrist. There you go. I mean, it's still the, the, the classic where you have to still shake it to, to get it going. Oh yeah, Seiko Shuffle. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so when did you acquire the first one? Like how, like how early on were you, like how, at what age were you starting to get into watches? You're like, okay, I need one. And then how did you end up? At, I mean, I know how we all kind of end up at sure, Seiko, yeah. but like, how did you end up, end up there? Um, in my early twenties, uh, I was still an undergrad. Um, and I actually, one year, my dad never knows what to get us for Christmas. So he always gives my brother and I an Amazon gift card. So I had an Amazon gift card and I was like, well, I could use a new watch. I think I was wearing a fossil at the time. And uh, this is actually my first public admission of this. The first watch I bought was an Invicta Pro Diver. Hey! Oh, yeah. Automatic my man. Invicta Pro Diver. Because at the time, I, I really had no idea what a Submariner looked like. I couldn't pick it out of a lineup. Um, and so I bought that watch. And honestly, I, I might get some flack for this, but for $95 or however much, it's a nice little bezel, automatic movement, you know, so you could do a lot worse. But as soon as I saw oh. that it was... And to be fair, I mean, when the list price is $900, just think of how much you were saving. I mean, that's a hell of a discount, right? <laughs> um, but as soon as I saw that it was, you know, essentially a one-for-one one of a Rolex, I said, well, I can't do this. Yeah, I'm not an homage guy. And mm -hmm. so I started reading, and I, I think I stumbled across some stuff on uh, Hodinkee or Time and Tide or something like that talking about the SKX. Uh, and of course, at the time, you could just snag one off of eBay for like, or, or Amazon for like 190 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, so I returned the Invicta to Amazon, got that gift card back, and then got my SKX off of, off of Amazon. And that would have been, uh, I guess, 20, 2018 or so. Right, be right before they, were, they started jumping up in price and became precisely. a little bit harder to find. Yeah. And I wore that watch nonstop for about eight or nine months. I picked up a, an SNK, one of the Cycle 5 field watches shortly after that. I got an Orient Bambino. So I, I kind of went the traditional route of all the, the affordable Japanese yes. automatics. Mm -hmm. You, you would have been just at home in, in the grand old days of Poor Man's Watch Forum because it was all about accessible, like, sub $1,000. And those are, those are like the superstars. They are. That plus the monster, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, those were like the superstars of that forum. And for good reason, too. You know, I, I think a lot of people... Even in, in, in the sphere of watch interest, I think us quote-unquote enthusiasts are still kind of the exception. Most people who like watches maybe buy one or two good watches in their lifetime. And, and I feel like they're maybe either buying you know, a Omega or, or a Rolex if they can, or they're buying something like this, or they just got a couple I extra just, I gotta, dollars set aside. I gotta snag this because it's, it's eerie to me how much, so I just picked up one of the Seiko 5 GMTs not too long ago. Oh, great, yeah. And it is just eerie to me how like how similar this is from a case perspective mm -hmm. like it it's almost like i mean i know that that's obviously why they made the new seiko fires like that but you're like sure. they 
the bezel, everything is just, it's, I mean, it's uncanny to me having very limited experience with a, a Seiko SKX mm-hmm. 007. Like this is almost like, it almost feels like just the dive version of the watch that I have at home. Yeah. Which, and, and it is, you know, it <laughs> is. to a degree. Um, of but that course, just makes me think that they nailed the new Seiko 5 GMTs that well. Because like, this is what was missing from their lineup with the new, with the new Seiko 5 diver style watches. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's a good point. They, I think I, I handled one of those uh, GMTs maybe two months ago or mm-hmm. so. And like that, I was like, this feels familiar. Yes. It feels right. It feels like what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there might be some people that say, oh, it doesn't have a screen on crown or whatever, but I would but like to GMT. direct you to my boy Ben Lowry, Submersible Wrist, who uh, was just on a dive trip with Soul and uh, mm-hmm. some of our mutual friends, and he took his diving. Um, he took it, you know, 100 sure. meter water resistance, no screwed out crown, did just fine. Of course it did. Of course it's, it's a Seiko. It's a Seiko. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And it's funny, because you mentioned the monster, mm. and you, you have a Gen 1 monster with you. I do. Do you want to tell the story about the, the, behind that watch? And a few other watches that sure. you end up because I think it's I think it's one of the funniest stories just because of the the proprietor's reaction to it, to it, you. <laughs> yeah, it was quite humorous, and I, I may have alluded to this when we did the Formula One we, pod yeah. uh, before. Um, so I was working down for Florida Grand Opera down in Miami uh, for the end of twenty twenty one into twenty twenty two, and I was in some, some neighborhood I'd never been to, kind of a lower income neighborhood, uh, but I had to swing through just grab some groceries real quick, and next to the Kroger there. Um, there was, or I guess it would be Publix because it's Florida, yeah, next to the Publix there, um, <laughs> there was just this little sort of bodega-ish uh, jewelry store. And in the window, I saw that it had all these Seiko divers. I said, oh my gosh, there's some cool stuff here. And I looked, and they had four Gen 1 monsters, three orange on rubber and one black on bracelet. And so I texted one of my group chats, some of our friends, uh, Chancellor Gallenstein and Chris Soule, and I was like, hey, guys, this place has some from the Gen 1 monsters, Orange monsters. Do you want me to go see like, how much they are, what the deal is, and all of that? And so I go in, and I talk to this lady through some broken Spanish, broken English, and come to find out that they're still selling them for their original retail price. So, so <laughs> mine has uh, a 2005 serial on it. I, I don't know how long they have had these, but they're sitting there, hang tags on them and everything for retail. I said, I'll take them all. So I bought all three orange monsters at first for me and my two buddies. And, and we were enjoying those. We sent them off to get engraved with you know, yeah. a little message on the back for our, our little friend group. Uh, and then about four or five days later, I get a message uh, in a little group chat uh, with Crystal, Cole Pennington, and James Stacy. And, <laughs> and Chris is like, hey, uh, Cole, this is the guy who found the monsters. Did, did you want to get one? And Cole was like, oh, well, no, not me, but I think James did. And I was like, hey, James, I'm happy to go and grab you this monster. Yeah. He's like, yeah, cool. So I worked out the deal with Stacy to go back and get the Black Dial uh, Gen 1 Monster on bracelet. Sent that off to him in Canada. Um, so just kind of a random thing at, at this jewelry store. But the poor shop woman was so confused <laughs> as to why this guy kept coming in to buy these watches that have been sitting there for, for who knows how long. I came back to get and she gave me this look like, really? These watches are so ugly. What do you want with these? So, you know, bless, bless her for, for, for putting up with me, coming back and buying all that. But it kind of a, kind of a funny little that thing. Is, that is absolutely, that's, I think, one of the funniest stories just about it. It's like you found, you found the hidden spot where you could still find these brand new at retail. Absolutely. From however and, old they were. And who'd have thought, too, yeah. you know. But that makes you appreciate the watch so much more. It's, yeah. Not only is it a good, I mean, Gen 1 monster. Yeah. Like, that's a great Seiko. But you've got this hilarious story to yeah. behind it, too. Exactly. You know? 
Exactly. So what are you doing in town, in Cincy? So I am here back in Cincinnati uh, as a guest of the Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music uh, to be in their production of Gregory Spears' Fellow Travelers, which opens at the end of March. It's a contemporary opera. It's a love story set in the 1950s in the middle of the, the Red Scare in, uh, in D.C. and across the whole country. Um, and they invited me back as a guest to come and see, uh, to do a leading role. And I couldn't be happier to be back in Cincinnati. I, I messaged Kid Whizzle once I was all the while coming up here. And I said, hey man, is there a meetup happening? I gotta, yeah. I gotta do it. So it's good to be back in town uh, singing some beautiful music and uh, looking at some beautiful watches. Okay, so if anybody is in town, anybody who listens is local, um, you have two shows. There are two shows at the end of March, correct? Two shows, well, uh, end, of March. end of March, beginning of April. So I will be performing March 31st and April 1st. Uh, these are going to be on the campus of the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory. Right. Won't we be the classiest Red Bar joint ever? Red Bar goes to the opera. Red Bar goes to the opera. Yes. Bring your tuxedos, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I've, you know, I've got one from the wedding. I, I also we, have we, a Dude, we should do that. We should Just do it, buddy. We should so do You'd be the old Dang guys it. dressed up in tuxedos. Oh, tuxes. no. Yeah. We're going to do it. Would, it would be better for it. <laughs> I well, think it would be great. <laughs> okay, so it has to be opening night. It has to be the 31st. Yeah, I guess huh? so. Yeah, well, it's always appropriate. Well, yeah, there's that, but there is also closing night, which is the next night, which is the last time you'll be able to see this show. So it's either one, whichever one we go to. I think <laughs> we're do it. I think we're I, good. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Looking, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, we will. We will definitely see that. I think our wives will enjoy it too. I think so. I think yeah, so. not having us around. Or, yeah. or, 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 oh no, I think Rachel wants to come too. She's <laughs> she's met Mike a couple of times, so like I, she, I was like, we should make a date now. She goes, I think we should do that. I was like. You're gonna do that. There so, you go. We're all set. We, and we might know a guy who can make sure that we get our tickets. Absolutely. So we yeah. will. We will do yeah. that. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. we'll work on that. <laughs> Mike, it, one, it's great to have you back. It's great to be recording with you again. And you know, like I said, the I love the story behind you know the, the SKX 007. The, the monster story is phenomenal too. Yeah, it's, it's good to see you in person again. I forgot how tall you were, uh, which was funny. I was like, I didn't remember you being like last time. I think you were wearing flip flops. That might have been why. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Thursday boots. <laughs> yeah. Inch or so. So, but it's good to see you again. Good to yeah, have you. Thanks for pleasure. coming and hanging out with us tonight and, and having a good time. And uh, we'll see who else has some fun stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks gentlemen. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. All right. Well, now we've got another couple of guests with us. And we have a couple of guests because the watches that they have are similar. Uh, we have with us Social Redstancing, uh, our buddy Ryan. And then uh, y'all know him, you love him from all the amazing photo stuff on Instagram, even though the algo has been throttling him a little bit lately. Our boy at Kid Whizzle. <laughs> Welcome back. It, this is your second time with us, too. It is. It was, it's been a while. super early, too, right? Yeah, you yeah, were. We're, you really were. We were definitely trying to leverage your followers. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> we added at least two. Yeah, oh, definitely. Maybe three. Yeah. We, you might have pushed us over double-digit listeners. I'll be back to 300, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 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 Don't tempt us with a good time. <laughs> Well, and, and I mean, you know, Ryan, Ryan's a, a kind of a, a, not like a recent addition, but like we, we finally put like the two yeah. kind of sets of watch nerds together in right. Cincinnati and yeah. got that going, which is it's been good. Uh, yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. We, we did that episode too. <laughs> we did that episode too. <laughs> um, so, so Ryan, we'll start with you uh, and go, because from where I'm sitting, that is left to right. <laughs> Okay. What is in the glass, and then uh, what is on the wrist? And we'll get into the, yeah. the, the specifics on the watches in a second. Yeah, in the glass, um, we got the, what, what did we call this? It was the New Riff. Um, yeah, it's first time having it. Uh, good, good, solid drink. Um, yeah. 
on, on the wrist or now off the wrist, uh, I got my Speedmaster. So circa 2014, I think we were talking references 3750 and a lot of dots and numbers. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, Omega references are yeah. fun like that. And if it's from 2016 or so, they're around 14, it's still an Omega. Yes. Because that was after Casino Royale, which came out in 06. It, it, that fact pains me. It's crazy it, to me. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like it should be that old. Because we still don't have a new James Bond. No. Daniel Craig's James Bond is 16. Anyway. And then a kid was like, what have you got? Uh, the watch or the drink? Uh, we'll start with the drink. All right, let me remember real quick. I just ran there and run the bottle. Red breast? Red breast. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 12-year-old Irish pastel. Yeah. Uh, whiskey? Whiskey? Yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very smooth, very much like it. And I, I drank the new riff afterwards in case it like fireball. <laughs> 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 it's a little different. And then what, what, what watch is on the table? Uh, obviously, also the Omega. Omega, <laughs> Omega Speedmaster, uh, 96, I think, don't quote me, it makes it a 35, 90, 50. Um, I took the horrendous bracelet off and replaced it with this one <laughs> that they still make and they still sell for like, I don't know, 400, 500, it's like not that much, but, um, you know, it's got the... Oh yeah, yeah, the that, jingle jangle. That perfect Sanko Jubilee feel and vibe to it. Yeah. So. That's perfect. So, so where did you pick up that Omega? Was it like a guy with a trench coat, or what, what are we talking? Uh, a little place on the interwebs called Those Watch Guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. I got it. I would be willing to bet it was within the first, maybe not single, but like, I don't know, in their infancy. They're huge, like, they do a lot of business now. Yeah, I like kind of found on there. I decided I wanted a Speedmaster, and I bought the first one that I found. So I got super lucky. I didn't know what I was doing. I stumbled into it. Like I love to give a heroic tale about how I sourced exactly the one that I wanted. I did. I just bought the first one I wanted because I fell in love with the Speedmaster, with the space, the moon, yeah. etc. Like everybody else. Yeah, no, that's cool. And and Ryan, what's what's how did you end up with your Speedmaster? How, like, what was, what was your origin story with that watch? Yeah, so we were talking origin stories this week and whatnot. This one was actually a gift. So this was the, the first, like, you know, first nice watch I had. Um, got it as a birthday present from my wife. Um, I had, yeah, I'm, I'm an engineer, aerospace nerd, um, really keen on that stuff. And I think I've been talking for like a year, like, I'm going to save up, buy one of these things forever and ever and ever. And, I think my wife finally just got tired of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> so she and, bought it. Uh, yeah, 30th <laughs> birthday rolled around, and um, she really surprised me. Um, so we, we joked for a while, like, honey, you don't know. You actually saved me a ton of money because it's the only watch I'm ever going to need. The only one I'm ever going to need. It lasted a solid six years before I caved, and now the, the dam broke, and yeah. now I have too many. Yeah, as we all do. But I'm impressed that, that it lasted you seven years. And I mean, the, the sentimentality behind your, like, yeah. your yeah. wife wanting to shut you up enough that she spent <laughs> Speedmaster money on yeah. it. That's impressive. Right. That so, is really impressive. So that, that's kind of my take on it. She, she tells me she felt a little bad because, you know, we got married a couple of years before that. She got the, the nice, you know, the, the nice ring, the nice jewelry. My band was not very exciting and whatnot. And she's like, I should get him some nice jewelry. It, it, the stars seem to align, but 
she may have just wanted to shut me up at that point. <laughs> okay, so even if that was the case that she wanted to shut you up, you walked the perfect line there between like being so annoying that like <laughs> feeding that it just would bring more annoyingness, right? And not being annoying enough to compel the sale, right? Yeah. So you yeah. you just right between Silla and Charybdis, man. He good, just good th- work, good threaded work. that needle, just right, oh, just right there, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is that is fantastic. So aerospace nerd engineer, yep. Yep. aerospace engineer by any chance? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay, well that's right on the nose then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, uh, it it fits for yeah, sure. It definitely does. So. And so that one, 2014. Yep. That's awesome. And then we got a 96 with Tritium. Yes. I, I'm an enthusiast, not an expert, but I understand <laughs> that as being the last year that they put Tritium on it. So it's got a nice little custardy hue that I'm looking forward to watching it, you know, get deeper and darker. Oh, so yeah. Throughout my life. And it's funny, like, you were wearing this watch earlier today. When I when I came here, like we you know we, we we've been hanging out here for for probably about 30, 40 minutes before we started recording, and it's funny because I've seen you photograph yourself wearing this watch a ton. I've never actually seen it on your wrist, which is you know all of us having way too many watches is kind of the funny thing. But I'm like, oh, he's wearing a speedy. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, like I said, my oldest oldest standing um, like nicer watch that I own, um, but. It's been to the doctor a number of times. So <laughs> I tend to drop it, you know, and just it's not very forgiving with all the, you know, mechanisms and hands and whatnot and the old loom and stuff like that. So uh, it's visited since he watched Doctor a couple times. So. Well, that's how you got the bracelet, which yeah, also sourced it from Bridget. So yeah, happening out there. Noticing that trend with the, with the guys we talk about. I mean, I know he's done he's done some walk on walk, work on uh, Mike's great grandfather's watch and, and this, you know. So give, <laughs> we always like to give give Matt a shout out whenever we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, of course, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, well, I'm obligated. Yeah, yeah. This is going to need to be fixed again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last last service on the watch I'm wearing. Yep. Matt. Yeah. So what is it about the Speedy that kind of drew you to it? I mean, we, we, we know Ryan's story, he's aerospace engineer, like, this is super, yeah. super on the nose yeah, yeah, yeah. and absolutely like, fitting. Space and tiny machines. So yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't really have a reason. Like, I just like it. I fall asleep to listening to videos about deep space. I woke up on Christmas Day super early to watch the James Webb, you know, Space Telescope launch. Like, it, I just, it's just a hobby. I just find it very interesting, so. You know, knowing that it's the first watch in space, you know, the, the lore, the printing on the back and everything, it's just, uh, it speaks to me as a super cool watch. Obviously, it's incredibly wearable. It's one of the best looking watches ever. I know it's real, you know, Speedy yeah. Tuesday, everyone does it, but there's a reason. Oh, yeah. Do- doesn't it completely slap when you see one in the wild on someone? I just had this happen today. I was in the cafeteria at work. One of the guys, when I was checking out, had a Speedy. I don't know this guy. Um, lots of people on the campus I don't know, but you know enough about someone that's wearing a speedy that you, you know that you have one thing in common at least. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you get them by accident. No, <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, but you do get rolls of accident all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so the uh, the first time I met one of our VPs of finance, because um, we our our entire team is remote, uh, we were all in Des Moines for like the first time we were all getting together and she actually had just started like a month prior or something like that and 
I wasn't wearing mine. I wore my Grand Seiko on that trip and she's rocking like a jingly jangly bracelet speedy pro. And she, I, I very rarely see her wear it. She's usually wearing an Apple watch, which Liz, if you're listening, that's Crazy. disappointing. You're disa- <laughs> it's disappointing because you Cringe have a speedmaster. Apple but like, watch speaking. But like she, she was wearing, she was wearing the speed and I was like, oh, I need to find a way to work this in naturally. And I never was able to, I'll, I'll, we work fairly closely on, on, on multiple occasions, um, so I have to I have to find a way to bring it up. Like, hey, you wore that speedy the one time, so why don't you wear it more? <laughs> so, 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 Spence, what I was really hoping was going to happen here is that you're completely burying the lead, and you're like, well, yeah, I, I don't see her wear the speedy often because she normally has that blow prof. Yeah, yeah, that would have been, been cool. That would have been really cool. No, it's it's an Apple Watch, unfortunately. Like most of the people in the United States at this point seem to be wearing an Apple Watch. Um, but I know she's got it. And that like just the fact that I know that she has it and wears it on occasion is just enough. It's just enough. That's right. Um, so well, I mean, come on. Why, why would you spend a couple thousand dollars on a watch when you can buy a, a $600 Apple Watch every two years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a hard position to no, but I mean, I think you're right. You don't happen into a speedy by accident. It's, it, I mean, and I, you know, I feel like I'm comfortably sitting at a table with fellow space nerds, obviously at this point. Um, I have, and it's, it's funny cause I get the question, um, a lot in my zoom background at work in my office. I have, my wife got me, she didn't get me a speedy for our anniversary, but for our five year anniversary, she got me the Lego Saturn V rocket. Cause I'm also yeah. a big Lego nerd. So I have that in its separate stages behind me on my shelves. And that gets so many comments and questions are like, Oh, I love the rocket. I was like, Oh, that's late. They're like, wait, you built that? I'm like, Oh yeah. And it's like, I was like, it was, it was so much fun. Like it all fits together. You can tuck the lunar module in the right spot. Like they nail it on that. It's like, it's, it's that same thing. It's like, you don't accidentally end up with a speedy and you don't end up accidentally owning a Lego Saturn V rocket. You have to be, you have to be into it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, am, am I, I feel like, uh, I'm probably not the only person at the table that, uh, did model rockets when they grew up. Nope. Anyone else? Yeah, I have a friend that tagged all along. That's so fun. Pretty dangerous. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> we we built one. We never fun. let. My mom would never let it slide it off. We just we built one and then we never did it. Yeah, so. we got the kit. I think it was like a Christmas present or something. Where you get the kit, you get the, the setup and everything, and like, cool, you'll have it. Cool. Hey, mom, can we go? To, and then no, no, not, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> nope. You, you see, it was the exact opposite with me because my dad got me all of that, and, and it was always like. You know, on, on the weekends, he, he worked his ass off. So, like, a lot of the time that we had, that we spent together was, was on the weekends. Blowing shit up? Yeah. So, we'd, we'd go down to the park, like, you know, on a Sunday afternoon. And, you know, he'd just be shooting off rockets for hours. You, you just hope that the wind conditions were right for it to not, you know, carry over to the railroad tracks. And, uh... But yeah, I when it was really windy, I was always hesitant to shoot them off because it, it just it sucks to lose something like that. You're a kid; you don't have any money, you don't have yeah. any, any means of replacing this. And Dad's like, "Yeah, come on, let's let's go blow off some rockets." Yeah, good times. Yeah, mm-hmm. from from rockets and, and, and aerospace to the speedy, it's not at all an expensive hobby. We're going to be, no, not we totally ignore the auto racing. Like, feature. I don't, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, you know. Well, they, they leaned in really hard with the super racing, which is really cool. But like, 
you know that's going to end up in a dark side of the moon at some point, right? It's yeah, going to have gosh. to end up in a dark side of the moon. The moon ones, the racing ones. I, I like the Schumacher one, terrible. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy they're out there. They're not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Weirdly, I almost bought one of those initially as kind of one of my first watches, but never pulled the trigger. And it was weird. Like, I had a... The Speedy made a lot of sense for me for a long time, but I never pulled the trigger. And I don't know what it was, but like I bought the new 3861 when it came out, and I was just like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like It's just eminently wearable. Is mm-hmm. I got the Hesselite, and yeah. that, that, oh my goodness, that new bracelet is just, I, I lo- like, I, and you're, you're the primary influence of this. Like I see you put yours on all sorts of awesome looking straps, and I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. And I've put mine on a strap like twice, and I'm like, I need it back on the bracelet. Like, I love the way it looks. You're like, I want it back on the bracelet so bad. Like, <laughs> even this, you've got yours on the on the Forstner. Forstner Comfort. Yeah, it's, it's it super looks comfy. amazing. But I know I would want to put my back on the stock bracelet immediately. Like, I was like, I almost bought that. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that. And then like 20 minutes later, like it it looks great. It's comfortable. I love the way it looks. But I know as soon as I do it, I'm gonna be like. Yeah, but I want the I want the I want the stock one back. Sometimes I put a strap on, take a picture of the bracelet. Just, just a little, little peek yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> well, I mean, we could probably talk all night on on the speedy, which you know, deservingly so. Oh, but, sure. yeah, you but can do worse. Yeah, we could definitely do worse. I've spent there worse nights. There it is. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. But we have some more people to talk to. So, gentlemen. Ryan, Kid Whistle, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for coming. Great talking to you guys. All right. Catch everyone in a second.